Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. So, Brad, did you do your homework for this week? No, Professor Latham, I didn't. Good, because I didn't uh, do the homework. I can't believe I didn't even think about it. I wasn't here for the assignment. That is no excuse. I kind of have an excuse because I don't own the Iron Man 3 Blu-ray. And I, I've used I. that excuse at least since junior high, so I know that it is, in fact, an excuse. <laughs> but I know it is available no. on a website or two. Yeah, actually, I th- I'm pretty sure I've seen it on YouTube, which seems kind of strange that I was actually able to see it on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure that's where I saw it. I don't think it's there anymore, but anyway, we were going to rewatch that to try to determine whether or not um, Rewatch what, guys? The Agent Carter short on the Iron Man 3 disc. Because last week, Ken and Russ and I were having difficulty placing the new television show and the short in a timeline, the same timeline against each other and making them fit. And, and my thought was that perhaps we were misremembering some details from the short, so if we rewatched the short, maybe we would understand exactly where this show takes place in relationship to that short on the timeline, but neither of us came through. The good news is we have two weeks off. Thanks, Obama. Uh, so we will be back in two weeks uh, to record It's All Connected. This is episode 44. In two weeks, it will be episode 45. Uh, but so we we have a bit of time uh, to record uh, to to watch Agent Carter or to the one shot. Sweet. We will do that. So as you can tell, this is Russ, Brad, and John this evening. Mr. Morgan is um, a bit under the weather. Uh, some sort of. Hey, I didn't let that stop me last week. Yeah, I guess under the weather is maybe not appropriate. I I guess he. Uh, he had a, a prior a, commitment. I guess no. I, I guess a, a, a setback, possibly related to his surgery, oh. or he was overdoing it. And uh, so yeah, I think he's gonna dope himself up on painkillers and take a nap. Oh, I was gonna say because you know the elbow is is the part of the body that gets the workout the most when you podcast. That that is true, especially if you're like me and talk with you your hands. Stand. Yeah, well that too. Yeah, that too. John. Yes. It's good to hear your voice on the show. Oh, hey, thank you. It's good to hear it's good to hear my voice on the show. It is. Um I'm actually still homesick. I have not been back to work since uh we talked last Wednesday night. Um Wow. Yeah, the long the short story is that 
The doctor I saw two days into my sickness last week misdiagnosed me. He said I didn't have the flu. The doctor, My real doctor I saw on day six says, yeah, you did have the flu. In fact, you're on the tail end of it. It's too late for that whammy super duper medicine that we give to people with flu nowadays. So Tamiflu. Yeah, so you're just going to have to ride it out like the first doctor told you. Um, but we will give you some antibiotics. And... Uh, uh, I'm healing. I think pretty much the only problem I have now is in, in, my sinus sinuses are pretty badly infected, but, um, I am on the mend and I will be back to work, uh, very soon. Sweet. And happy to be here. We're happy to have you as always. So Russell, we should, you know, we should give John the opportunity to at least summarize his feelings on the new show and um briefly comment on on the the first two episodes that that the three other three of us talked about last week don't you think yeah we'll yeah we can do that and then and then get we we don't have too much too much on the news front so yeah if we can get john's thoughts and then yeah let's uh, let's all get on the same page and then we can start from there so john tell us about your initial thoughts on agent carter and uh mainly uh concerning the, the 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 first week it aired um i liked it i liked it enough i think let me uh, let me say that i think it's very well done i thought it did exactly what they set out to do with the show which i'll probably talk about a little more later um what they did is not my preference for like it won't be my favorite show of all time, but I still think they're hitting the mark at what they were going for. You know, I thought the production value was really good, and the actors and actresses were really good. I didn't roll my eyes at any dialogue. There was probably cornier stuff early on in Agents of Shield than in this pilot episode. I guess my biggest problem is probably that. They're really playing up the time period. Like, it seems like they're constantly saying, hey, we're in the 40s, and men are jerks, and look at these cool clothes we wear, and men are jerks. Um, <laughs> it seems to be coming, and I get it, because the story is about a woman in the 40s. Like, I get all of that. Um, I think they hit you over the head with it a, a bit much. That's it. Real. I had no real complaints. I think her fighting on the roof of the truck in the high heels while it was driving down the road was probably the only moment where I was like, ah, um, yeah, but otherwise good. You know, she's, she's excellent and, you know, striking and I hope they, I hope she becomes the strong woman to the rest of the characters. And it doesn't end up just being the audience knowing how strong she is. And she looks like, you know, Lucille Ball to everyone else. Um, right. I hope that changes somewhere along the way. But overall, you know, I thought very well done. I liked it. Did you like uh, Blonde American uh, Peggy Carter as much as Brunette English Peggy Carter? I would say I at least liked them equally. Fair enough. I would say that's a fair assessment of my feelings as well. And I love Jarvis. Um, the the different office, uh, they're not police officers, the different SSR 
agents are, and you guys said this, they're kind of like caricature type, uh, archetype, you know, you got the goofy guy, though, that's the cheater and the sort of the, uh, the dolt, you know, you got the real handsome guy, the tough chief, you know, they sort of slot into those stereotypical roles, but, uh, you know, the acting is all good and that helps a lot. Definitely. It's funny, John. You watched Boardwalk Empire, didn't you? Yeah, some of it. Yeah. Okay. So Shea Wiggum, who plays Chief Dooley, is the guy that played the sheriff in yes. Boardwalk Empire, and it it seems like he's almost playing the same character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's one thing I I, I noticed. Some actors do that, and I don't know if it's because they don't know how to act any other way, or if they just don't care. Um, but you know, a lot of times my biggest one is Michael Douglas, like I spoke about last week when we talked about the Ant-Man trailer, but, um, you know, there's some actors that just have one way of acting and I wonder if, I I think after a point, like after you see that happen four or five times, you kind of have to wonder if they're acting at all or if that's just them. Yeah, You know, like, I always think of Jorge Garcia, you know, from Lost and, like, a lot of other stuff on TV, and he's always exactly the same. And any of the stuff I've heard from him, like, on his past podcasts and stuff, he's exactly the same. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be willing to bet Michael Douglas is the same uh, (laughs) in person as as he is when he acts. I think Robert Downey Jr. has a little of that in him. I did not see his newest, The Judge, so I can't compare that. Um, did I bet either... he's like an off-center guy who says inappropriate things, you know. <laughs> yeah. Russell, did you see The Judge? I did not. No, I didn't see The Judge. Hmm. But you're probably right, John. Chances are he it was a very familiar feel. But anyway... Well, I, for one, am am glad that you at least um, don't hate this show. I don't think you hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it it would also, uh, you know, probably make it difficult to have a meaningful conversation about the show with you if you absolutely hated it. Some people might like that kind of dynamic, but I think it's easier to talk to somebody about something that you all enjoy. You don't have to feel like 100% the same, like, you know, no. but... You know what I'm saying. I, I actually thought of an analogy, which I, I probably should have said already, but you just reminded me, so I'll say it now. I like this less than other projects from Marvel The same for the same reason that I like Winter Soldier better than Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not that I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy, but my preference is the darker, more serious-toned um, material. And I feel the same way about this. This is just a little too, like, smiley, wink, wink. Again, we're in the 40s. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, a little too much of that for me, but not enough to hate it. Just not my favorite, you know. I, I would prefer the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Hydra stuff to this. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a history buff, as it were. Um, and uh, because of that, I enjoyed... Winter Soldier more than the first Avenger. Um, I know Russ is a huge war guy and World War II in particular, but um, 
I just have never been. So, you know, earlier period pieces uh, don't have as much appeal to me as more modern day stuff. But I like this enough uh, that I was, you know, I've been so sick that I haven't been, I don't know what day it is, like, you know, sometimes. And uh, I I woke up t- uh, Tuesday morning and I realized, what am I going to do today? And I was like, oh, yeah, Agent Carter comes on tonight. That's cool. So I was, you know, I was happy. I was excited for it. Excellent. Should we talk a little news? Sure. So not a lot of news in general. I mean, it's kind of everything's kind of moving along. I guess the 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 biggest piece and I think we'll probably save that for last to talk about is the new Age of Ultron trailer that appeared uh during the NCAA Championship game. Um but first I wanted to touch on a bit of a of a of a storm of sorts uh that kind of hit the internet today and caused people to go crazy, lose their minds early uh and then kind of slam back down to reality later this afternoon, um, and that's something came out on, uh, there was somebody that did a blog post on Latino Review, it was picked up on comicbookmovie.com um, about Spider-Man for sure being in uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War Part 1, at least Part 1 and, and, and conceivably Part 2, uh, that it, that some sort of deal was struck too late to make him a part of Civil War, but he was definitely in for Infinity War, um, which the if you read the actual article on Latino Review, it was more like a blog post, I guess, than a, a quote-unquote article. Um, but it was probably, the and no offense to, to the person that wrote it, um, I won't blast him here, but it was probably one of the most poorly written articles I, or blog posts I think I've ever read on the Internet by... Um, I hate to say mainstream site, but, I mean, Latino Review is a pretty well-renowned site for getting uh, rumors and, you know, not just Marvel stuff, but movie stuff in general, and usually getting it pretty right. I mean, John, I know you're a pretty regular, blah, John, you're a pretty regular um, visitor on that site, and I know you've picked up on things in the past that have turned out to be pretty dead on, but this article is just so poorly written. I was like, I don't even know what the hell this guy is saying. Like, I, I, it was just so nonsensical. Yeah, and they're, you're right, I am a, a fan of their stuff usually, but their bread and butter is getting the scoops, not necessarily writing about them or, uh, you know, making people understand. They're much, let me put it this way to you, you're much better off following their Twitter account than their website. Uh, you can get all the news and scoops you need in 130 characters or whatever the hell Twitter is, rather than reading their full uh blog article on it can you just give us a a quick rundown of what it was i mean do they have proof quote-unquote proof that spidey was supposed to no they'll never have proof it's all sources and again usually they're pretty good this one seems a little bit on the far-fetched end but no they'll never say where they got it or anything like that yeah he he's pretty upfront in saying look i know this this but the one thing that's funny is he he put he somewhere in there he says look i know this this happened um uh you know it's it's going to be you know announced it's it's pretty much a, a a done deal you know i can't say where you know give a definitive source and whatnot, but um it it 
he he seemed pretty adamant that it was going to happen. Um, and then he kind of went in this rant about what he knows is going to happen in Civil War and in Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2 and Black Panther and just like, it was just this kind of stream of consciousness um, stuff. But anyway, but Facebook picked it up, Twitter picked it up. Um, you know, it, it kind of got picked up everywhere that this was a done deal, that they worked out a, 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 some sort of either co-financing, co-marketing, whatever you want to call it, you know, f- some sort of fee or whatever, and that Garfield will not be a part of it, um, that he's not going to be Spider-Man. Uh, it, it, he even started going on about Tobey Maguire maybe b- being able to a- accept the role or not accept the role. It was just, I don't know, it was weird. It, like I said, if you head over and read that review, it's just... Uh, or that, that post is just kind of bizarre. But anyway, Sony, I guess maybe as we record this on Wednesday uh, at, at around 8 central, uh, I guess somewhere around 3 o'clock, three, two, 2 to 3 p.m. central, Sony came out and pretty much said, nope, this is all bunk. Uh, there's no deal in the works. Spider-Man will not be a part of any of the official... Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. There was no summit where we, you know, had any, any, you know, came to any agreements or any terms or anything like that. So it pretty much is all just a bunch of BS. Um, but it's just, it's, it's so funny how everybody gets whipped up into a frenzy and takes it as gospel, uh, that these things happen. And I, I don't know why there's so much, um, I can, I can get into a little bit of a rant and, and I don't, I don't really want to go down that path too much, but, um, Everybody is, many people, I shouldn't say everybody, many people are convinced that Sony made no money with Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. It was a complete uh, nightmare of, you know, from a financial standpoint, from a critical standpoint, um, and they're looking to bail out as quick as possible, um, which I, I vehemently disagree. It was like the number, I think it was seventh on the on the box office charts worldwide, Um it pretty much made between marketing and budget, it made over double that amount back. Um, so the fact that that movie, quote unquote, didn't make any money seems suspect at best to me. Um, it, it underperformed as compared to the previous entries, but I don't think that may that may, makes it unprofitable or them not likely to move forward. Um, I know Sony's come out and, and pinned down dates for various projects related to Spider-Man. Uh, it seems to be a bit of a moving target. I know they are concerned because critically things seem to be on a downslope as opposed to an upslope. Um, I don't think that would preclude them from getting a payoff from Marvel to use Spider-Man in one of the MCU movies, but I don't see Sony giving Spider-Man back. Like I don't, I don't see that handoff being, you know, taking place. But I mean, who knows? Anything can happen. I mean, money talks, and uh, you know, depending on what the participation and, and dollars could be, you know, could he show up in an MCU movie? Possible, but I find it extremely unlikely. Um, and like I said, based based on this article in and of itself, it looks like that rumor has been put to bed. Um, but like I said, it didn't stop the frenzy from earlier. I mean, you guys, I don't know if you, how uh, close you were paying attention to Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And I don't know if you saw kind of the the posts kind of going wild uh, this afternoon on this topic. Yeah, and and all I'll say, I'm not lending any credence to the article or or the rumors. All I do want to say is. Ten years ago, I probably would have said there's no freaking way there'll ever be an Avengers movie, an Inhumans movie, an Ant-Man movie, <laughs> or, you know, maybe I would have believed Captain America, Thor, um, 
I probably wouldn't have believed Iron Man at that point. So I I hold out some hope that this could come true one day. Sure, sure. Even though all those DC movies are not happening. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Now he's now he's got everybody. And and, and if this Latino review person, if he is uh fibbing or <laughs> You know, if he's embellishing a little piece of information he might have gotten, I would just say he overplayed his hand because it's yes. it's you might be able to believe that they've struck a deal for Spider-Man, but it's hard to believe, like you said, Russ, that he knows what's going to happen in Infinity War 1 and 2 and every other movie, you know, thereafter. Yeah. So Agreed. Brad, do you have anything to add on on that? The Spider-Man movies are a sore spot for me. So, if Marvel got a hold of Spidey, that would be great. Um, my concern we... is trying to pigeonhole him into the current landscape, you know, especially in a movie that's already planned, like Civil War. Um, first off, he he was a major player in the comic book version of that story. I, I think trying to put him in the movie version of that story is going to be difficult. And even even the I'm sorry, Brad. But even the article said they missed their window for Civil War. That's not happening. Right. So now they're pushing it to Infinity War. Well, that would even that would be better in my opinion, but. There's already too much going on with that story, too many characters, and just to throw him in there, he wouldn't get the proper start in the Marvel U that he deserves. So, you know, I, I don't know. It just makes me nervous when I think that it, it's possible that it could happen because, like I said, it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen the way it should. Could be. I guess time will tell. I mean, about you know, this is this is all a bubble. I mean, at some point, you know, we've talked about this in the past. At some point, this will break, whether it's ten years, twenty years, or uh, you know, twenty-five years. Who knows? But uh, but you know, genres shift and change as the mood of the public shifts and changes. So, and it'll never be put to bed until Sony officially announces this is our new Spider-Man. This is the new Spider-Man movie date. Yeah. You know, until yeah. then. They're going to get hacked. They're going to cancel movies. They're going to can stuff. They're going to throw out some, we're going to do Secret Six. We're going to do Black Cat. We're going to do Venom. We're going to do Carnage. And until you hear we're going to do Spider-Man again, this is going to keep happening. Right. Oh, I totally agree. All right, I think we we beat that topic to death. Uh, the next thing I had in my notes, and this was... I. I had a big smile on my face when I saw it watching Agent Carter, but during, I guess it was the first commercial break, they showed the tear, the teaser for Daredevil, and it was it's basically the motion poster that we've seen at Marvel.com uh, of of the city, and you hear the sirens and the and the noise and the gunfire, and slowly the DD symbol gets painted in around the city blocks, uh, and then it showed the the four ten fifteen date uh, only on Netflix. Uh, so I I thought that was really really cool because I don't it's not often that you see a promo for 
you know, a net basically what amounts to another network show on a network that um, that isn't owned by that network. I mean, you know, ABC Disney doesn't own Netflix, uh, but it was really cool to see them promoing obviously their own material. But I, I thought that was awesome. John, did you see that? Yeah, I didn't see it. Maybe it's because I was watching Probably on DVR commercials. Yeah. But, yeah. you know... It, uh, it's really short, Brad. It's like Okay, all right, I probably just skipped right maybe. over it. All if right. that, yeah. All right. Yeah, literally, if you've seen that motion po- poster online, it's that as it's basically that on the on your TV screen. Right. It's, it's not really any different. And I would like to make a prediction that uh, we'll get a Daredevil trailer with the return of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that would be awesome. And there was a little more news, uh, not totally confirmed either, but um, some people on the internets, Devin Faraci of Badass Digest, is reporting that Netflix is officially calling it uh, Daredevil um, Defenders Season 1. So, That's interesting. You know, they're going to try to tie in all of these series with the Defenders right off the bat. Um, and also, it sounds like Jessica Jones is scouting for filming locations in Manhattan, so they're getting ready to roll. And the secret filming code for that is Violet. So if you see any signs up in the city that say, we're filming Violet today, that is Jessica Jones. Nice. Yeah, Daredevil was bluff, which makes sense, blind man's bluff. Sure. I don't see how Violet fits in. I probably don't know something about Jessica Jones that would lend itself. I think... I think her superhero name was Jewel, and didn't she have like a purple streak in her hair, or her hair was half purple, or something like that? Huh. And her costume was like white and purple. That could be. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. That, that's ringing a bell. So that's all good news. I, I guess one of the things we didn't talk about last week was, I guess, the head of Netflix, or one of the chief uh, programming folks at Netflix, came out and said, don't necessarily expect that these shows are going to come out to a year, that it may be one every year, it may be every 16 months, it may be every 10 months. Um, you know, So some people speculated that to be like, well, we're only going to get one Marvel show per year, so it's going to be four years before we see Defenders. Uh, and I took it as more like not wanting to commit to anything and basically saying when they're done, we'll show them. Right. And the last, I guess the last bit of news that we have, um, and I, I I guess we won't spend a ton of time on it, um, only because I th- I'm sure everybody's seen the trailer a thousand times at this point. Uh, we've got a couple really good articles up on the website uh, if people want to, you know, kind of uh, dig a little deeper and be able to kind of stare at images rather than us just kind of yak about it. Um, is the Age of Ultron, the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer that was shown uh, Monday during the uh, the NCAA championship game, uh, and it 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 wasn't even a full two minute trailer. I guess it was maybe like a minute, minute and a half or, or so. Um, but lots of new stuff. I mean, uh, you know, some of it is is pretty much stuff we've already seen. You know, there's no real new revelations as far as plot or anything like that. Uh, the biggest, I guess the the biggest thing, a couple big things. One of them is the man slash woman um or however you want to 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 look at it i've seen several sites that have uh figured that's a man i know uh i think john you were the first one i heard that that said it was it was a man and not a woman 
Um, but it, it seems like um, th- th- there's a quick shot of, 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 I guess, a black man or a black woman that's taking off, it looks like some sort of robe or something, um, and it's, it's a very, it's kind of a, a wide shot, a small figure, um, and it almost looks like a child or a young person, whether it's male or female. Um, so there's a lot of speculation. Is that Black Panther? Is it um, maybe Shuri, Black Panther's sister? Is it maybe a flashback? Is it none of the above? Um, you know, all that. I want it to be Black Panther, but I don't think you reveal that in a trailer. No, I don't think so either. I mean, we I think, still I think have, you're we, right. we haven't gotten a glimpse of Vision yet, and you're and you're showing us your Black Panther cameo in a, in the trailer. You know, it it doesn't. Um, I I don't think so. I don't know where it's going, but I, I doubt it's uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Would like to see the vision at some point. Yes. Yes. Um, the other thing is we saw kind of a quick shot of the Hulk that has red eyes, the kind of the glowing red eyes. So there's been a lot of speculation to say, is he under Black or is he under Scarlet Witch's influence? Um, you know, and that why and that's why maybe there's a huge fight with him and, and Iron Man. Uh, at the beginning, I guess that's at the beginning of the movie. They said that the South Africa sequence, uh, where all that stuff was being shot, was at the beginning. So, did you guys notice um, <clears throat> when Ultron hobbles out? You hear a character say Ultron. It's Banner. Yeah, Banner's actually saying Ultron because when it cuts to him, you can see him saying the word Ultron. So. Yeah. At this point, Ultron is a known quantity, at least to Banner and and probably Stark. And I would I would assume the whole team at this point. But have you guys? And I'm I'm not going to say it. Don't worry. But uh, have you guys read the? I think it was a card game. There was there was a an Age of Ultron card game where the card for Ultron and the card for Vision had their origins on the back, and there were screenshots of these cards, so pretty much spoiling the origin of them in the movies. Have you guys seen that? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. So that makes it make a little more sense that they know Ultron yes, without sure. spoiling anything? Cool. Yeah. I-, I will leave it at that. Yeah. That's out of our – that's too much spoiler. Yes. Uh, the other bit, uh, one of the other bits, I should say, is there's a quick shot of Andy Serkis uh, with, a, uh, you know, kind of a grungy-looking Andy, Andy Serkis with, uh, with the gun in his hand. He's got the kind of the, the Amish-looking beard, you know, with no mustache, kind of the... Chin the, strap. What did you call it? The chin strap, yes, yes. Um, uh, and it looks very much like a Ulysses Claw, the, the villain Claw from the... Uh, from the comics, who has ties to Wakanda and vibranium, and uh, and and that whole aspect, which we know at least um, there's parts of the movie, like I said, t- takes place in South Africa. We're assuming that at some point there's going to be a Wakandan connection, but there's nothing. That's pure speculation at this point on on our part. Um, there's a there's a shot of Black Widow that at first I didn't think was Black Widow, and as I as I kind of freeze frame through the trailer, it's definitely Scarlett Johansson uh, with a different. Uh, hairdo that makes her look much younger, almost teenager looking or late, you know, late teens. Um, and then some, some woman in black with these red fingernails that, uh, and then a cut to some, 
surgical implements and things like that. So there's a lot of speculation that we're going to get some backstory for Natasha, which I think everybody is uh, is a, is in favor of as well. So yeah, and that fits in with the ballet stuff from the last trailer that they took out for this one. But right, right. Um, but other than that, you know, just kind of more of the same, you know, fighting, a lot more of the fight between Hulkbuster Iron Man and um, uh, and uh, and the Hulk and um, a little bit more of one of the Ultrons or the Ultron fighting Captain America. Um, and then we kind of get to see the full the full power of, of Ultron in one shot. And the other thing is there's something weird with with Thor either it seemed like he's he's redirecting lightning you know through him out of his body or I've heard one bit of speculation that says maybe the lightning is being sucked out of him um so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, that all plays out I'm I'm imagining Scarlet Witch is going to have a lot to do with some of the shenanigans that we're seeing between some of these characters whether it's aggression of char- you know hero on hero or heroes fighting uh you know that definitely fits, fits in with her kind of hex unpredictability powers at least that that we've seen in the comics i'm looking at the the hulk buster armor and i just noticed it has four fingers on a hand instead of five <laughs> it looks like the middle the two middle fingers the ring finger the <laughs> ring finger ring finger <laughs> and the middle finger are put together in one larger finger on the glove of this Hulkbuster. It looks pretty cool. Nice. So it's a Simpson, is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, somehow, if they make a toy out of that and it's not a hot toy, uh, I've got to get one of those. Because uh, that would just be awesome. Especially if you can actually take the Iron Man out of the Hulkbuster Iron Man. That would be fantastic. Yeah, shut up and take my money. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you can go head over to hhwlod.com uh, on the blog section on the left. Uh, if you scroll down about halfway down the page or three quarters of the way down the page, uh, we've got two articles up. One that has kind of a breakdown of the trailer. There's a bunch of screenshots and our little uh, comments there. And then there's an article that uh, that John and I worked on called uh, uh, Five Questions from the Latest Avenger- Avengers Age of Ultron trailer. Uh, and then we have a little bit of commentary on there about you know kind of the five biggest things that we felt like we had something to say about well we've talked for 35 minutes should we get to agent carter now we probably should we probably should uh so episode three time and tide uh i think uh, you know these episodes uh don't have a lot of depth you know john and i and and brad kind of talked uh offhand before uh there's not all these crazy connections and uh, not as many characters as, as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I, I think what we'll do is kind of just, just give an overall recap of the episode and then uh, talk about some highlights that we have notes written down for the episode. Um, but the long and the short of it is, things pick up pretty much from the last episode. Jarvis is basically a suspect now because they found the license plate and the uh, and the bumper from Stark's car. They know Stark is on the run. So they assume that Jarvis had something to do with the Roxxon oil implosion. Uh, they take him in for questioning. Things don't look good for poor Jarvis. Um, and Peggy kind of steps in behind the scenes and mucks up their investigation, which allows them to set Jarvis free. Um, in the process, we find out that Jarvis was released from the military for treason, uh, which is uh, 
gives us a little bit of intrigue there that we find out the answer to that later. Um, Peggy shows up at Stark's mansion where Jarvis kind of walks her through, you know, how the person that stole, how Lee Branis, who stole the Stark weapons and technology, um, how they got it at least out through the floor and then down into the tunnels. Um, they find that the, the stolen Stark tech was taken onto a boat, and the boat has as its symbol... Uh, the symbol that Leet Brannis was inscribing into the dirt in the previous episode. Um, and at this point, Peggy is kind of in hot water because she fudged up the interrogation of Jarvis earlier, uh, and it pretty much cost her um, a little bit of her reputation in the office. Uh, the chief wasn't very happy with her. Thompson wasn't very happy with her because they felt they had Jarvis on the ropes and he was about to crack. Uh, so... Uh, she feels like she's kind of cracked the case and, and, and had this big opening. And she, for a moment, figures that she's going to basically call it in and be there to, to collect all the glory. And then Jarvis kind of snaps her back to reality and says, if you do that, they're basically going to consider you a collaborator with Stark and you'll be done. Um, so she has Jarvis call in an anonymous tip to the SSR. Um, Susa and Krasminski, who are on duty, are on night watch, uh, show up. Um, right before that, though, Peggy has a fight with uh, with one of the, the criminals that was in on the heist. Um, and uh, they use one of the gadgets to knock him out. Uh, they get away. Susa and Krasminski show up, as well as the chief and Thompson. Um, and they want to get to the bottom of it. So he tells Krasminski to take this thug and take him back to headquarters, and he wants everything taken directly, no scenic routes. Um, and along the way, as Krasminski has taken this thug, they get stopped by a train. Um, an unknown assailant gets out, uh, or b bumps Krasminski's car, gets out, shoots Krasminski, so he is dead, uh, which was kind of shocking. Um, and it shoots the thug that they were taking into custody um, and takes off. And so... Uh, the next day, Peggy has to come into work and realize Krasminski's dead, uh, and some of it has to do, uh, you know, b basically, it's, it's kind of in a roundabout way her fault because she kind of put him in a position to be, uh, to be in harm's way. Um, and so that's kind of how we... And the episode actually ends with Peggy going back to the automat and her and Angie kind of having a little heart-to-heart, -heart, um, and she pulls out the schnapps, and so... Or, or they, they plan on going back to the hotel and pulling out the schnapps. Um, the only other bit in there, plot-wise, is um, a new member of the um, of the Griffith Hotel shows up. Her name is Dottie, um, and she's from Iowa, and she's a ballerina. And uh, she's kind of inserted into as a, as a new resident, um, uh, a perky, perky type. So we'll see uh, about that. Uh, and so that's how the episode ends. So that's kind of the long and short of it. Like I said... Uh, just kind of advancing the plot along a little bit, um, but nothing really a, a revelation at this point about what's going on. When they're at the women's hotel, am I the only one that thinks of facts of life? Uh, Ken and I uh, pinned it as more bosom buddies than facts of life, but I think facts of life would be an accurate uh, uh, analogy as well. Yeah, because the lady who is in charge is Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's I was surprised when the episode had, uh, ended because it was such an anticlimactic ending to a Marvel TV show. 
You know, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. And right before when, you know, they do that like really sort of touching scene as Peggy is walking back into the SSR and all of the switchboard ops are crying, which is kind of funny because we knew that Krasinski, uh, is that how you say it? Krasinski? Krasinski. Krasinski was such a cheat, right? So these are like sure. all his girlfriends and stuff. But everybody's like really upset. Then she walks back and, and the SSR agents are all upset. Chief comes out, gives that speech. And then uh, the other guy, you know, they say, now I have to call his wife. And the other guy goes, I'll call his girlfriend. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that and, bit. To see, Thompson, yeah. I, I thought it was funny, but it sort of like killed the whole moment that they were building. And maybe that's what they were going for. But then, you know, then the next part of the ending is what Brad said, kind of yeah. anticlimactic. It just seemed like it took a weird turn at that yeah, point. It really did. I, I wanted to laugh at the I'll call his girlfriend line, but I thought, no, that's highly inappropriate to laugh at that. I laugh. Um, and then, you know, we're we're so used to a, a great ending to the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, kind of a, a tease or a, a hook or something, you know, for a future episode of maybe possibly next episode or whatever. And then, then this this one ended like, yeah, let's just talk. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let's have a drink. You know, I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but I think one of their goals with this show is to not be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not be yeah. so connected and where you have to know who these villains are that pop up every week and everybody's last name means something. And I think they're trying to get away from that for a new, probably female audience. But is it worth doing it if it's only going to be on the air for seven weeks? Um, why not give us a whiz bang ending for seven weeks? Yeah. I believe me, I'm in camp with you. I'm trying to wrap my head around what they think they're doing. Yeah. And that's one of again. That's probably that's where another place where I say they're hitting what they want to do on the head, but it's not like what I would want them to do. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Like I happen to think that, and I'm sure I'm not alone, but I happen to think that the new roommate Dottie or floor mate, whatever, you know, was the rat that turned in the other girl, and she's some kind of spy person. And the ballet even made me think Russian, but sure, you know, one of the things I I noticed because so I I watched it live last night. I uh, since I'm working from home now, I can kind of have stuff kind of in the background just as noise to to you know so I can kind of focus on work and uh, and just kind of have something in the background. And I so I I typically watch the episode again the next day. So I watched it again today, and I paid special attention to that little bit where. Uh, and I even wound it back so I could watch it again. But when the car hits Krasminski's car, he gets out. The person that gets out of that car is, yeah, she's tall, yeah. thin. The clothes that she's, men's clothes that she's wearing seem to uh, hang very large on her, on whoever it is. And after she shoots the guy in the back seat, and I'm going to say she, she turns around and walks back towards the car. And if you look towards the back of her head, where the hat is, you could see the hair kind of coming out of the back of the hat, and it looks like blonde hair. So at that point, I was like, okay, that's Dottie, the 
the ballerina. Yeah. It, it has to be. And and what totally it's funny that you say all of this. What totally sold it for me, I didn't even see the hair coming out of the back. Um the walk that she takes after she shoots Krasminski, yep. it just had that gait, like the arms were swinging, and it was kind of like a, it just didn't have a male gait, if that makes any sense. It looked sure. like the way a woman would walk, and that's what made me rewind it and look again, and yeah, I was pretty sure that it was a woman. I hadn't noticed any of that, but now that you're saying all that, it makes uh, it makes sense, and... um it makes me want to go. Did you get kind of a, a Bausch bounty hunter Star Wars vibe off of that? You know, when Leia dresses up as as Bausch in Return of the Jedi, walking through Je- uh, Jabba's palace. I mean, you could tell it's not a guy, right? I mean, was it that obvious? Uh, I think you had to pay attention to it. I think okay. if you were just casually looking. I don't think it, you maybe would notice it so much. It was dark, and it was an overhead shot from pretty far away. You know, it wasn't. I don't think it was supposed to be right in your face. Okay. No. So then, you know, if all of that is true, starting with the whole possibly Russian spy and she set up the other girl, if that's all true, then they are tying some cool things together, and maybe we'll get a little more. Um, spy action working shortly in this show. Yep. I like the the recap at the beginning, the kind of, it, it's funny, I, I had in my notes, it reminds me, uh, it reminded me of the DC side of the fence, like at the beginning of Arrow or Barry Allen, where you get the, my name is Oliver Queen, or my name is Barry Allen, yeah. you know, that, that kind of bit. Uh, but I thought it was cool, because if somebody did miss the first two episodes, or, uh, you know, just casually pays attention or whatever and just popped in it was a nice little 45 second recap of everything that happened and got you completely up to speed so i thought it was uh i thought i thought it was nicely done you know i'm 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 teasing you on this but earlier you or just a few seconds ago you you brought up arrow and instead of saying flash you said barry allen like on arrow blah 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 and barry allen blah blah blah. i know you were thinking flash yes but i think it would be cool and uh if we paid uh, Marvel the respect, since this is all about its universe, that if we ever want to compare the show with Flash or Arrow, that we should, instead of calling it Flash and Arrow, we should call it Barry Allen and Oliver Queen. <laughs> you know, like, when you compare this week's Agent Carter with, with this week's Oliver Queen, it's, you know, I'm just being silly. Halfway, halfway silly. Sure, sure, sure. Do you guys think that um, you may have talked about this last week? I caught most of the episode. Um, do you guys think that Angie is straightforward, um, you know, uh, waitress friend or? Nope. Okay. I'm not getting any vibes that she's nothing other than that. But then again, I don't, I don't pick up on stuff like that. Yeah. The, the only thing that makes me rethink it. Is that this Dottie person coming in? Whoever it was that shot Krasmensky was shorter, was taller than Krasmensky, so there's no way it could be Angie because she's like five foot one or something like that. She's really short. Um, Lindsay Fonseca is not not a tall woman, so th- there's no way that it was her. Um, so to have two of them in the house that are both up to something that kind of makes me pull back from it a little bit. Uh, but the fact that she's always wanting to, 
it, you know, we talked about this last week, but in the first two episodes, she was really pushing Peggy to move into her building, like really pushing it. Um, at the beginning of this episode, while Peggy should have been off doing something, she tries to, to force her way in to, to spend time with Peggy and then gets a little butt hurt when Peggy has something else to do and kind of dismisses her. Um, but then at the end, she's fairly easily forgiving of Peggy to sit down and talk about it, you know, about what happened to her and everything. Um, so it's almost like kind of a little passive aggressive thing going on, but I think she's a little too, you know, she, she noticed that she, that Jarvis is coming around and spending time with her. Uh, so there's, there's, she's very into what's going on with Peggy. Uh, one of the other things is at the beginning of the episode, when Peggy pulls out the Shakespeare's guide, what is it? The guide to symbology or whatever that, yes. that big book is, and she starts looking for it, I was like, yep, in 1946, there was no Google image search. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do things the hard way. Reminds me back as a, as, a, as a wee lad having to pull out the encyclopedias and look stuff up. Having to go to the library. Yes. Work that microfiche. Yes. Uh, it, I thought it was funny that she had a bottle of schnapps, because again... Schnapps was the the drink of of choice for Doctor Erskine uh, in the in the first Captain America movie. So I just thought it was funny that that was the alcohol of of choice. They mentioned Budapest again. I mean, obviously not in the same context or in any any you know near you know very different. But you know we find out that that's that's what the deal was with Jarvis is is why he was. Um, put up on trees and charges, and uh, you know it, it had to do with the fact that he was stationed in Budapest. Um, the woman he met and fell in love with was Jewish. It was right before the war broke out. And uh, the general that he was working under uh, would not sign an order to allow you know, her to, to have safe passage. And so he forged the signature uh, and he was found out. And basically the general owed Stark some sort of favors. He got in good with Stark. And so Stark kind of got them both out of the jam. Uh, but, but again, it was funny that they met in Budapest. What about Sousa? How do we feel? Uh, you know, I, I guess this is one of those shows where we're going to, anybody could be a spy. We're hoping it could be that kind of show. Sure. You know, everybody believe he's really got a bad leg. and. <laughs> I guess we haven't seen it. Um, I, I don't get the traitor vibe out of him, but I guess it would make sense that inside the operation there'd be somebody uh, going on. I know that that, kind of been floated out there too i've I've seen some internet theories that people think that maybe maybe souza is not quite on the up and up souza soze kaiser soze uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> they both had a, a physical uh ailment uh sure you, see what they're doing there you guys failed to mention last week uh did you see talbot's mustaches uh tweets about um shipping <laughs> The Agent Carter series. Yes. Peg no, leg. Yes. no if, I miss those. If you ship uh, Peggy Carter and Sousa, is it peg leg? Talbot stash for you. Sure. That's funny. Uh, is that all he had was just one? Does he just had one in him? Um, I think he said if anybody says peg word, they get punched in the nuts. <laughs> Pegward. Is that a word, Pegward? I mean, it, I guess it would be combining Peggy and uh, 
and ward, ward or is there anybody on this show that has the ward at the end of their name? I, I don't think so. Ed uh, Edwin. Oh wait, okay. I got a Jarvis question for you guys. Again, maybe I missed a small detail, but why isn't his wife wondering where the heck he goes every night? Well, I think that's a that's kind of a bone of contention between them, isn't it? That the, that he's constantly having to balance out, uh, you know, the home life and the work life. And I think, I, I mean, she know he kind of made a he. Th there was an exchange that he had with Peggy, where she knows that he works for Stark. Um, she knows that he has some loyalty and owes a little bit of a debt to Stark, but she doesn't know exactly what he's doing for Stark. And then he he makes the point of saying that he doesn't. What did he say? He doesn't tell her the truth, but he isn't dishonest with her either. Like he, um, so he he's kind of walking that that fine line uh, between his wife ready to probably throw him out of the house and uh, for thinking he's he's cheating on her on her wouldn't, to to kind of being understanding. Wouldn't you think we would have heard Maris? I'll call her Maris just because I like that. Uh, do we know her name? Does does she have a name? Uh, Anna? I, Anna, yes, yes, ah, Anna. Okay. Do we, don't you think we would have heard Anna say something like, "Are you going out to work again? That's three nights in a row, or something like that." Um, I mean, it just seems like it's not a pro. It seems like it's not a problem. We haven't seen any evidence that it's a problem, other than last week Jarvis saying, "You know, well, I got to make my wife dinner." I think it's funny that we've only heard her voice so far. It just makes me feel like the last episode they're going to reveal his wife and it might be like a famous actress or somebody that we would know. <laughs> like they'll come yeah. up with some stunt cast or some Whedon alum or, <laughs> or something cool like that. Yeah. I, it, I, I don't. Maybe it's just it adds another plot element that they have to juggle around that really is just kind of played out at this point. I mean, if if they made the wife, a, const, a constant thing where, and and I was happy with this. You know, one of the things they made a point of in the last episode was the lady that runs the hotel, um, about her, uh, uh, you know, Miriam, the the lady that that runs the hotel, uh, you know, no no no, you know, curfew by ten, no men above the first floor, all that kind of stuff. And we saw the one of the other ladies get in trouble for that, but they haven't made it a plot point yet. And I'm I know there's there's you know, five, five episodes left at this point where it's constantly like her having to dodge around the landlady. Um, and I think maybe if they, if they did too much of that, it just distracts too much. I mean, this is a, you know, it, it they have eight hours to tell the story they want to tell. And if you bog it down with all this kind of, you know, shenanigans and nonsense, I think it really just kind of takes away from the show and makes it a little cliched and a little, um, a little predictable, I guess. Same thing with the wife. Like if if he's constantly having to avoid the wife, then I think it just becomes, oh, what's he gonna do this week to get around? You know, you know, it's like, oh, he's got to go to the store for diapers, or he's got to, yeah, you know, and, oh, you know, we're out of milk, and you know. And I think that's typically filler for like a full twenty-two episode season, sure. or whatever, and we don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. Uh, we find the symbols on the boat, so that was surprising to me. We, we, we a lot of speculation last week. I know we were talking that maybe it was Hydra, maybe it was a symbol for Leviathan, maybe it was something completely different. Uh, so he was, I guess, trying to lead her to the boat is what uh, is what was going on there. I'm glad you said Leviathan. Um, that crazy typewriter 
<laughs> that crazy fringe typewriter. Um, yeah. I'm glad that I don't remember seeing the second piece in the pilot. So, like, in the pilot, didn't it just look like a total regular old typewriter that was typing on its own? No, Wait, they made a point of him doing the the, the like razor. An, it was like an antenna or something. Okay, yeah. okay, fine. So I noticed that for the first time this week, and at least I was like, oh, okay, there's some kind of transmitter. Yeah, it was that's... definitely part of it in, in the pilot, yeah. Okay, good. Because it, when I saw it and I didn't rewatch the pilot, I felt like it was too, like, how are they going to pull this off? It seemed too supernatural that this could be happening. But then when yeah. I this week when I saw the transmitter, now you're bringing in tech and stuff. So it worked a lot better for me this week. But I guess you guys picked that up in the pilot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought Peggy had a nice burn on Krasminski, uh, you know, when he's talking about shifts and he's trying to find somebody to work for him. And she kind of walks by and just casually says, so are you going to take your wife or your girlfriend? And everybody's like, ooh. It was just it, just the way she delivers that. It's just, it's so, it's 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 meant like, you know, as a, as a sick burn, as it were. Uh, I don't know. She she she's had a couple of those uh, those good you know one liners against her male co coworkers, and I think they've come off pretty well. Uh, you know, we talked about last week she when she did the the whole alphabet thing. Uh, yeah, if she wanted to teach Thompson the alphabet, um, Thompson's pretty hardcore. Uh, you know what we've seen it. We saw it last week, and we we've seen it this week too with him interrogating Jarvis. I haven't quite figured him out yet. Like I don't know. I don't really like his character, but I don't really know why. There's nothing that just jumps out at me and he's, says, this guy, he's too pretty. I hate this guy. He's too pretty. Yeah, maybe. That's what I said but, last week. He's too pretty. <laughs> it is a character that you see in a lot of these police-type shows where he doesn't necessarily get along with the lead of the show, but he's a good cop that does his job. Like, you know, he's not necessarily crooked or, like, one of the lazy guys or whatever. He just might be harder to get along with. But, you know, he's he's one of the good guys. There's a character a lot like that in um, The Blacklist. Um, one of the, not the main female agent, the other agent that works with them is like a very hard guy to get along with, but he's yeah. a, good, a good cop, though. The guy that uh, was on Homeland. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, let's see if I have anything else on my notes. I really don't have too much else really in my notes. That was kind of all the the Thompson bit was kind of uh, something I wanted to to touch on. Uh, he's kind of like the heavy, but doesn't but isn't like a heavy. Uh, you know, again, the whole pretty boy kind of lean. You know, he doesn't really have an aggressive uh, demeanor, so it just it kind of comes off as funny. I think. Do you think we're gonna get like Stark Gadget of the Week? Uh, I kind of hope not because man, that I'm tired of the glowy gadgets, right? Yes. We've got it two weeks in a row and it's like really another glowy gadget. And that one was kind of lame to be honest with you. Very lame. It was like, we have a plot hole that we need to fill. So we'll just say it does this. Yeah. Um, every yeah, box I, they open is like Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping because that was the stash. So they found the, quote, stash of weapons that were stolen. So I'm hoping that that's it. I mean, I'm fine with the things, the James Bond kind of stuff, you know, the watch that does the safe cracking or, 
you know, little gadgets like that, but I'm tired of the glowy gadgets. I, I think we've we've seen enough of that. It, it's, Anything else? No, I, I mean, I think it just seems to... I, I guess let me go back to where I started. I was kind of hoping this show would be um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the 40s, where everybody that shows up does have a familiar last name to comic readers, or we get more looks at Hydra trying to make a comeback or the remnants of Hydra after World War II um, or, you know, massive spy stuff and, and, you know, more of a 007 feel, I guess. Um, it feels like they're not going to dig in that far, that we're going to get a seven or eight hour story of her clearing Howard Stark's name. Um, yeah, well, but it seems like the, something happens, I mean, not to get too spoilery, but I think they've shown this already, that something happens next week that makes Stark come back, that makes it seem like he was kind of leading her astray about everything that was going on, so maybe they'll resolve that before the last episode and something else plays out, because um, we know Dugan's going to show up, there's been promos of her uh, dressed in all, kind of a, the black getup that she had last night, shooting a machine gun ferociously, so that that looks like it's going to be kind of awesome. And is Dugan played by... Neil McDonough? Yes. yes. Oh, awesome. Yes. Awesome. Same guy. Yes, yes. So I'm hoping, it seems like next episode is where it picks up a little bit, um, and I, I have nothing to base that on other than the trailers, which again, kind of reminds you a little bit of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? It kind of had this I remember in the beginning we kind of commented about how it's maybe just a tad goofy, a little uh, too straight, you know, not quite as gritty as as we thought. Not that we wanted some crazy dark, you know, a TV show, but something a little more edgy. Uh, and, and I think maybe we might be headed down that path, uh, you know, starting next week, or at least I hope. Um, I wonder. And I'll try to make this quick because we're we're about at the hour mark in the show. Um, I wonder what the point of this show is. Is it to add to the canon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is it to give us more Peggy Carter because we liked her so much in the first Captain America movie? Is it gonna explain something about shield that we never knew or is it simply just a just a placeholder for the agents of shield tv show you know all I'm, of the above <laughs> well i don't know if that's good enough i don't know if that has a point i don't know if that's enough of a i, I to think, me that just think... feels like a eh we can do this might as well do it instead of this is what this show is going to do, and this is why it's important to do it. it okay. The, to me, this show doesn't feel important. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's a. I think it'll be hard to determine its importance uh, until maybe we get to the last episode and then just see where it goes from there. I, I think maybe this is a way to litmus test, you know, can they. Is this the right approach? It, do, do we take the cable approach to the Marvel. TV universe where we just do, you, you know, two or three 10 to 13 episode seasons every, or 10 to 13 episode shows every year, 
and and so we can do different things. Like you could throw in eight episodes of Agent Carter this season. Maybe something else grabs on uh, for next year, and they decide, you know what, we're going to go and do eight episodes on this. Or it, it gives them a chance to play with the format a little bit. Or maybe it's just it's a failure, and they need to go back to just doing the web shorts, or the, not the web shorts, but the the you know DVD shorts like they did, uh, you know before before the TV show started. I think this maybe just gives them a little room to space things out a little bit to kind of see what works and what doesn't, to see if maybe uh, if there's no hiatus in Marvel uh, uh, entertainment that's on, you know, from uh, from September until May, that, you know, maybe it'll kind of make for a stronger following overall. Um, I I, th- I think I think I, I, j- I just like the fact that they're willing to try this uh, because otherwise I don't I don't think we would see you know Peggy Carter w- much maybe they would do another short maybe they wouldn't maybe they would just do like a flashback episode you know where she would show up for the whole thing instead of just little snippets um, you know I don't I don't know maybe if Ant Man does well enough but not enough for his own movie maybe they try and you know g- go that route and just do you know, bring him in on TV. Uh, who knows? I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't have I a think... problem with this show existing. I'm just was curious as to what the point was. I mean, I'd watch a TV show based on the most obscure Marvel character that you could think of. So I'm okay with watching this. I just wondered if there was an agenda, or if it was just, hey, let's just do this because it'll be fun. I think all of you are correct. I think. I think it started out as, hey, everybody liked that Agent Carter one shot or whatever we call it. What can we do with that? Then I think their answer was, you know, if we're going to be selling these series to Netflix. Why can't we do something like that? Um, and maybe it's easy with for them to do it with Agent Carter. You know, like you can't do Daredevil right on network television on ABC. So they give that one to Netflix, but maybe they can do I don't know, I'm going to make something up. Uh what's the kid one? What don't they have a kid t- Power Pack? Maybe they Power can pack. do maybe they could do Power Pack on ABC. And it might not be a 22 episode season, but it might be the Netflix format that would work. Um, you know, and I think that's Marvel's M.O. Like, remember, they didn't want to sell their movies to anybody else. We're going to make our own movies. So <laughs> why sell our, you know, TV series to anybody else? We can do them ourselves. It's kind of like a test run. And I think the dynamic is changing, too. I mean, cable television, uh, you know, not just, just the premium channel, not just HBO Showtime uh, cable, but, you know, FX, uh, USA, AMC, is showing that you can do 10 to 13 episode seasons that are highly successful, very popular, um, bring in enough revenue without, A, tying the actors down to long-term commitments um, and high budgets and just be able to pop something out and, and and get good word of mouth, that you don't have to have the 24 to 26 episode TV season and stretch all this stuff out into this, you know, big long narrative. You can do thing in, things in shorter chunks, and people will gravitate to it if it's good. Uh, and and I think maybe then this is ABC's way of saying, 
let's dabble in that because it's successful for, I mean, look at The Walking Dead. I mean, it is the most successful scripted show on television. Um, and it, it has, I mean, it went from a six episode to what, a 12 episode to a 16 episode season now. Um, and, you know, you don't have to make everything these big, long, you know, narratives to tell to tell a concise story. So I, I, th- I think it allows them to, to kind of play with the format a little bit, but yet stay in you know stay in their wheelhouse ratings want to want to talk about it or want to give our our ratings for this week sure i'll give it a what is this out of five i'll give it a 3.4 i like it it's not blowing me away uh like brad said i hope that it's leading to something, even if it's like a really cool reveal at the end that tells us why, you know, this was important. That would help bump it up for me. I gave Brett. last week a three and a half, so I'm going to give this one the same. I didn't like it any more or less than last week, so a well-deserved three and a half. Yeah, I'm in that same camp as well. I, nothing really this week moved the needle for me to the point where I felt like, it deserved a better or worse rating. Um, again, it, it's solid. I'm glad it exists. Um, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy live tweeting when the show's on. Um, I enjoy talking about it. Um, I, I'm just I'm hoping that you know in the home stretch of it we you know that things pick up a little bit and like you said, Brad, we see you know what's made this relevant or you know what happens that that just kind of has that moment where you just uh, you know it just it just you ma- makes you happy that that they you know, went through the effort. Well said. All right. So I guess real quick, uh, since we're, like I said, we're, we're, we're trying to keep this a little tighter after the long episode last week, uh, we do have next week off. Uh, so there, there, there probably won't be a, an episode of it's all connected next week. Um, unless we decide to pull together a guardians of the galaxy commentary, which is maybe possible. Um, so if not, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, but we did have some Facebook comments uh, and Twitter comments this week for uh, this week's Agent Carter episode. Um, Mary had a couple comments on the on the Facebook page and said, "Excellent, five stars. Couldn't believe it was over so quickly. Love the Jarvis interaction with Peggy. Find myself wanting Tony to have uploaded the real Jarvis's brain pattern into the virtual Jarvis, uh, thinking Souza is the shooter and is faking his leg." Uh, and then she came back and said. Said I've totally changed my mind. I think the shooter is the girl who is a ballet dancer. Dottie, um, Natasha flashbacks in Age of Ultron. Anyone uh, who is also the dead agent's mistress. Uh, they brought up the mistress angle a few too many times last night, and he knew the killer. Uh, she's totally working for Leviathan. So that that's kind of an interesting angle. Yeah. Uh, that that maybe Krasminski, uh, it was his mistress that was using him to get information possible um had a couple twitter comments as well um electric mayhem um matthias said uh, good 3.95 added depth to peggy's and edwin's character uh lisa said she loved it uh she was so cool under pressure sad that he died i'm assuming chris Mensky. uh who knew jarvis was considered a traitor i think that kind of took us all for for su- a surprise yeah um so yeah that's all the the facebook comments we have if you want to i'll we're getting pretty good about putting an episode thread up on facebook um facebook.com slash mcu podcast uh so uh, 
in two weeks, I'll put another one up so you can uh, head over there and give us your comments on that week's episodes. Uh, usually we record Wednesday, Thursday, uh, sometimes as late as Friday, but normally we try and get this uh, get this out as soon as possible to keep it fresh. Uh, so so head on over there. Yes, fresh. Um, hey, guys. Yes. Can I just share something real quick? Please. I have a very good friend who had brain surgery today. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, I've been following her Facebook. Her sister has been posting on her behalf all day long. Anyway, it's, it was very successful. She's been fighting migraines for years and years. Long story short, they figured out what the problem was. She had surgery today. It was successful. I just got a text from her as you were wrapping up, and it's appropriate. It says, hi, I'm brain surgery drunk. Can't read, but hi. I go sleep now. Tahiti is magical. Nice. nice. She she is a fan of of all things Marvel as we are, and uh, I, that's I, awesome. Yeah, that's very cool that she said that. Very cool. Speedy recovery to her. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, a couple shout outs. Uh, I wanted to to mention to some uh, I guess friends of the show. Um, one of one of our our uh, longtime. Uh, contributors on the facebook and just listener of of shows uh victor uh has a website called moderngafa.com it's m-o-d-e-r-n-g-a-f-a.com uh it's mostly posting uh stuff related to um power rangers and uh you know uh pokemon digimon i i guess uh type of stuff um it looks like uh, you know a lot of i guess anime uh hopefully i'm not uh i'm not screwing that up for him uh but he's got a a blogger uh that's come on recently that uh does some marvel stuff so he's posted up some um marvel content so you can go over there and check out uh, some of the stuff they've got going on on their site um also the good folks over at the um john correct me is it mcu exchange it is, is that? yes uh the good folks over at the mcuexchange.com uh, there's always some some cool articles they have got going up uh, there as well as being awesome and posting up links to our uh, podcast as well. So that's fantastic. Um, I wanted to remind everybody of the contest that we're that we've got going on. We mentioned that last week. Uh, I didn't see any new iTunes reviews, but uh, we have a couple things to give away. One of them for certain, um, based on the iTunes reviews we get in, we'll we'll put them all in a hat and draw a name out. Uh, for a free digital copy to Guardians of the Galaxy. I think in the prize closet we've got a couple of those laying around. Uh, coming up, I think we've got some uh, some S.H.I.E.L.D. comics. We'll we'll do some other con- fun contest stuff comes up. Maybe once uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back uh, in March, we'll, we'll do some of that. So, so pay attention to that. Head over to iTunes. Leave us some reviews. That would be fantastic. Uh, it, it helps us get recognized, uh, helps grow the listenership to the podcast. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, head on over, and if you'd be so inclined to help us out with our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash itsallconnected, um, you can donate as little or as much as you like. I mean, you can throw in a nickel per episode if you if you so choose, um, or as much as, as you feel comfortable. If you feel like you get some value out of the show that we, we do every week, uh, it's your opportunity to kind of give us a little value back, give us a little tip for, uh, for, for, the, for the work that we do. Uh, John and I have been pretty active lately on the website, posting up a bunch, him more so than me, posting up articles, press releases, uh, some blog posts and things like that. 
at hhwlod.com. Uh, there's there's some stuff that we want to do with the, both the podcast, the website. Uh, Ken and I keep talking about some video stuff. Uh, so anything that we get over on the Patreon campaign uh, helps us get closer to being able to uh, to expand things and and uh, bring better content to all of you. Well said. And I guess lastly, uh, if you want to send us an email, send it to iac at hhwlod.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And then follow the Twitter at mcu underscore podcast. Um, And again, like I said, hhwlod.com for all the good stuff going on over there. Uh, Any of you guys have any closing thoughts? Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We'll uh, see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back in uh, in two weeks for Agent Carter Episode 4. So until then, you've been listening to It's All Connected. Good night. Good night.